0: Hello and welcome to today's edition of the Business Excellence Podcast. My name is Rail Bricker coming to you from Perth, Western Australia. And with me as usual is my co-host from Brisbane, Australia, Lindsay Adams. Hello and welcome. And with us is our special guest from Venice is Frank Hagenew and I think I've got the pronunciation right. Um, I, I I struggled with that because the English spelling and the German pronunciation are completely different. So welcome, Frank.
1: Well, yeah, thank you so much for having me, um, and good morning here from Venice. So, Frank, um, you've got an interesting background.
2: Um, once upon a time, was a driving school instructor. Had a, had your own driving school. Got interested in psychology. Went and studied psychology. So you're now a trained and qualified psychologist. In fact, you're actually Dr. Frank. Um, so obviously well qualified, but have been training and speaking on communications and conflict uh, and leadership now for about twenty years. So you've got a quite an interesting background. Um, welcome. It's it's an absolute pleasure to have you here, and um, I love the way Rail just mashed up your name so successfully. I'm not even, I always call you Hagenau, but that's the English version. We won't even try for the German one. But anyway, welcome, Dr. Frank. Welcome, Frank. It's great to have you here. Um, Yeah. Let's just start off. You've written a book uh, called Leadership Without Mind Games. And um, I, uh, I know my copy's in the post, and I'm just dying to get my hands on it, but why why would a manager want to read this book? What's I mean there's a lot of leadership books out there. What's unique about yours?
1: Yeah, you're perfectly right. And uh, just, just to, to add some uh, confusion to my name, the, the German um, expression or pronunciation is Hageno, uh, which uh, completes <laughs> the, the confusion. So uh, I, I think we will go with Frank, uh, which is perfectly Frank, fine with me. With Frank. Yes. yes, that's much easier. So, um, yeah, um, the, the question is, is really, really um, uh, quite important to ask because there are so many many books uh, about leadership and why should <laughs> this psycho guy add uh, another idea to, to this huge pile of books and um, and I think um, the the combination between psychology and leadership is is quite quite interesting and uh, I think it's about saving money uh, in the end because uh, there's uh, for instance a study case study um, by by Gallup um in Germany, they tried to, to measure the loss um, companies have because of unhappy, unsatisfied people, unsatisfied employees. And they came up with a number which was quite, quite huge, namely it was 105 billion euro loss oh. every year only in Germany uh, because people are not satisfied with their managers. So it's about the relationship between um, people and, of course, um, about making money.
0: Okay, so so I want to explore that idea a little bit more because the last, you know, pre, pre-2020 with COVID, there was already a lot of work being done and particularly by Gallup that you mentioned on disengagement of employees. And, you know, in 2018 or 19 survey, they were talking about, you know, 500 million, 600 million just from disengaged employees. So that number has obviously jumped substantially. Do you think that the psychology of the last two years of the pandemic of, of working from home and all those things has made people more or less enchanted with the bosses?
1: Hmm. Well, yes and no, because it all depends on how bosses deal with their um, colleagues, with their employees and with the situation. And as you know, there are many, many um, executives who struggle with giving away control, trusting their um, employees and um, giving them the chance to work um on their own responsibilities from home and and on the other hand uh, there are many many employees struggling with the situation because it's completely new and uh, you have to organize yourself sometimes they are working from the kitchen table while their kids are trying to to learn something for 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 the school and these are really difficult situations and it depends on how you deal with them so, so extending that,
0: um, you know, I, I, I sit here and we in Australia, we were very lucky through the whole pandemic in terms of, of what happened to us. But surely a lot of this comes down to trust. You know, if the bosses um, trust the employees and let them, you know, give them enough rope to, to maneuver themselves and pull themselves out the water... Surely, trust becomes a, a bigger critical element in the last two years, and obviously moving forward in the new post-pandemic world.
1: Absolutely, and um, and I think uh, trust is the the basis to to every successful relationship, uh, not only in our private lives but also in our businesses, and um, whether it's about customers or colleagues or. Employees, if I don't trust you, uh, I won't even buy a chewing gum from you, uh, not to mention bigger <laughs> things. So, uh, this is, this is so essential. Um, and, uh, the problem with, with trust is you can't build trust, uh, like you can build a building, a new office building or a, a car model or something like that, because trust, rises in your counterpart, uh, and it rises there if he or she uh, thinks you are trustworthy. So um, it's about becoming trustworthy, and uh, I think we... As people, and from a psychologist perspective, people have a strong, strong longing for trustful and uh, reliable relationships. And companies and managers who are able to to convince about these ethical values, they will be far ahead of their competitors because they become much more attractive to people.
2: So, Frank, um, I was talking to a mate of mine who lives in Paris and he does a lot of work with Microsoft. You've heard of that little organisation. Yes, uh, when the, when
1: occasionally.
2: The pand- yeah. When the pandemic hit, they sent everybody home and their productivity soared 20%. Mm. Do you reckon that the trust would have gone up as well with the productivity?
1: Well, I think we have to distinguish between uh, some kind of action they have to take because they had no choice. And um, referring to the pandemic, uh, there was the situation you can't get into the office. So you have to deal with the situation in, in any way. Um, And so, of course, we were able to deal with the situation. But now, um, as we are more experienced, I think it's uh, about um, considering how we can implement these experiences we had and um, put it into action for the future.
0: So, Frank, so so looking at the future, do you think that, world leaders and and your your area you work is obviously in Europe um but but specifically in Europe do you think that they had the skills to cope with the, the crises of 2020 you know do, do you think that managers you said they made decisions quickly do you think they had the skills to cope and what were they missing
1: mm yeah this depends also on the attitude of, of managers, because um, normally the, the idea of leading people is to have a goal and to tell them about the goal and to tell them what they have to do and to control. And uh, if they will reach the goal, it's fine. Otherwise you have to uh, make some adjustments. And uh, this is the way leaders often had done their job in the past. But, but nowadays, especially with these uncertain circumstances, um, it's so so hard for them to foresee the future and to deal with it because uh, they are uncertain as well. And uh, on the other hand people are expecting from managers that they know what to do and how to decide and um and this is a real real uh, big discrepancy between uh, the reality and the the the, the idle, ideal ideal uh, idea of being a manager and so i think it's about how managers are able to um get into this new situation and be able to admit, okay, I'm also not sure about the situation, but in this situation, I can assure you of, let's say, we will stay together as a team. Uh, as long as possible. And we will uh, get through this crisis together. Um, and it's more about these collaborative skills which are important in this situation. And for managers, it's more important to listen than to tell uh, because they w- will get to know uh, what their the, their employees are um, bothered with and um, maybe they will be uh, confronted with with really nice ideas.
2: Yeah, I think, um, I mean, it really has been a crisis, hasn't it, you know, for, for a lot of businesses. Um, so what, what do you reckon are the core skills that would be important for a manager? You talked about listening. What else, what other core skills would be essential in a time like this for a, for a manager or a leader?
1: Yeah, as uh, situations become more complex and uh, the the world becomes more complex, uh, problems become more complex. And so there are no easy solutions to, to really complex problems. And uh, so it's about the idea of getting into the problem as a team. Because uh, nowadays you can't know everything, uh, even if you're the boss of a company and uh, and you have to rely on um, others and rely on their opinions, on um, their expertise. And so it's about um, getting together as a team.
0: Okay, so, so, so going from there and getting together as a team, one of the Issues And I'd, I've done a lot of work around the world interviewing companies about culture and the drivers of culture. And in a recent interview in the middle of the pandemic, was, was the feedback given to me was that the managers were making decisions out of their narrow lens, and their narrow lens being their own um, psychographic and demographic environment. Without understanding, as you mentioned earlier, the, the employee who's sitting at the kitchen table with three other kids trying to share the bandwidth and trying to help the kids work. You know, how does that, how does that play out for leaders and how do they actually, is there a way leaders can really, you know, change the lenses on which they're looking at, at, at their employees?
1: Mm. Of course they can, but it's difficult <laughs> because because you have to uh, change maybe habits um, and maybe sometimes successful habits, but uh, in the future they won't work anymore or they won't uh, they will work less effective and so um, it's about changing uh, the the style of leading uh, the understanding of leading and also to change in a way the expectations we have of leaders. This means also employees have to change their attitude because uh, there are often employees expecting uh, that their leaders will tell them what to do and know what to do and uh, maybe also be blamed for 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 the uh, the failure then and um, and so i think it's about um, shifting the mindsets more to a collaborative working um together
2: i think it comes back to that the the real basic communication doesn't it frank where it's about talking and listening and understanding, um, from both parties, from, from the leader and from the team member. Would you agree?
1: Yes, and I I, um, I love the uh, idea of distinguishing between listening and understanding because listening, um, which is already fine, if I'm willing to listen to you and give you the the um, the opportunity to speak, um, but this does not necessarily mean that I understand what you say or the meaning behind this. So um, getting 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 in touch and um, getting behind the words into the meaning is quite, quite important because uh, as uh, human beings, we not always directly express what we mean. So there is a lot of room for misunderstanding.
2: Yeah, yeah, always, always. Frank, I've got two questions to to finish up our our chat today. First question, where can we get a hold of your book? Um, I'm guessing it's going to be available on Amazon. Uh, And second question, where would our listeners uh, find you? How would they get in touch with you if they wanted to uh, get a copy of your book, contact contact you, have a chat, uh, and so on?
1: Yeah, well, uh, of course, my book is available on Amazon or in the bookstore. Um, But you can also uh, go to my website, which is www.frank-hagenow, which is spelled H-A-J-E-N-O-W.com. And uh, I would also be happy to send you a, a signed copy if you like.
2: Fantastic. So, Frank, we'll um, uh, we'll put those details on our, our website that goes alongside of the podcast. Thanks so much for your time today. It's been great chatting with you. I'm going to pass over to Ray now to wrap us up. Thank,
0: thank you very you. much. It was my pleasure. Thank you, Frank, for being our guest today on the Business Excellence Podcast. And thank you to my co-host, Lindsay Adams, for being with me on this podcast. And thank you to our listeners. Just a reminder that you can pop along to www.excellencepodcast.com and there are a number of free resources and downloads for you to help you on your journey to business excellence.